Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. He calls democracy messy, props up the Chinese Communist Party, praises Xi and his regime, known for violent oppression, invests in Chinese military companies. A defector? No. It's BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, the CEO of a major American company who's gone all in on China. Can he be more anti-American? Larry Fink, BlackRock, taking your money, betting on China. Message paid for by Consumers Research, an independent educational 501c3 nonprofit organization. Log on to www.consumerresearch.org to learn more. You're listening to Underground USA. Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Be sure to check out everything we do at undergroundusa.com. It goes without saying that the Washington Post is all in on the woke agenda. They have continuously championed far-left subjects like critical race theory, gender fluidity, and equity of outcomes as opposed to equality for all. But the increasingly irrelevant publication, which has the audacity to use the tagline, Democracy Dies in Darkness, has openly entertained the idea that freedom is racist. An article titled, The Ottawa Trucker Convoy is Rooted in Canada's Settler Colonial History, and written by Taylor Dysart, a Ph.D. candidate in the Department of History and Sociology of Science at the University of Pennsylvania, paints the Freedom Convoy that took place up in Ottawa, Canada, as explicitly racist, claiming that individual freedom is a, quote, key component of white supremacy, unquote. While the convoy's supporters have characterized the protest as a peaceful movement uninformed by politics, race, religion, or any personal beliefs. Many supporters have been associated with or expressed racist, Islamophobic, and white supremacist views, Dysart claimed. It isn't known if Dysart actually knows anyone who participated in the Ottawa protests, but that didn't stop her from writing her piece. The convoy has surprised onlookers in the United States and Canada both because of the explicitly racist and violent perspectives of some of the organizers and because the action seems to violate norms of Canadian politeness, Dysart insisted. But the convoy represents the extension of a strain of Canadian history that has long masked itself 
behind peacefulness or unity, settler colonialism. The history of Canadian settler colonialism and public health demonstrates how both overt white supremacist claims and seemingly more inert nationalistic claims about unity and freedom both enable and erase ongoing harm to marginalized communities, Dicer wrote. The primarily white supporters of the Freedom Convoy argue that pandemic mandates infringe upon their constitutional rights to freedom, Dysart continued. The notion of freedom was historically and remains intertwined with whiteness, as historian Tyler Stovall has argued. Dysart's painfully stretched theory continued by saying, the belief that one's entitlement to freedom is a key component of white supremacy. This explains why the Freedom Convoy members see themselves as entitled to freedom, no matter the public health consequences to those around them. If this is what's passing for higher-level critical thinking in our institutions of higher education, then our society has moved to a moment in time when there's no benefit to attending institutions of higher education. Dysart's incredibly jaded and racially biased theory, mired in the stench of CRT, requires the base prerequisite belief that only white people are born with a right to freedom. This flies in the face of every quest for freedom that anyone, anywhere, has ever engaged in regardless of skin color, gender, or religion. While I would bet that Dysart holds the framers in contempt, for the very fact that many of them engaged in the ownership and utilization of slaves, embracing that contempt through the eyes of a 21st century pseudo-activism and purposely disregarding the circumstances of the times, she completely ignores the dedication to the abolitionist movement prevalent in the establishment of the United States. Dysart's ignorant attempt to normalize the absurd notion that freedom is intrinsically racist conveniently glosses over both the preamble to the Declaration of Independence and the entirety of the U.S. Civil War. The preamble, as we all recall, states clearly, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is because of these words that the United States became the only nation on the planet and throughout the history of man to enter into a civil war in the pursuit of freedom for all. I could make myriad valid points about Dysart's sycophantic devotion to the false narrative that CRT attempts to advance in the United States, but suffice it to say that the young Ph.D. candidate will most likely achieve her degree, because she's bought into the Marxist brainwashing our colleges and universities are currently inflicting upon gullible and naive students. The larger point here is that Dysart's opinion piece should never have been entertained by the Washington Post for publication in the first place. Dysart's op-ed is extremely arrogant in its naivety and crippled by its devotion to the Marxist-based CRT. It's yet another linguistic tool of divide advanced by someone Vladimir Lenin would have labeled a useful idiot for her indoctrination into the cause. The opinion wasn't worthy of occupying the space in the paper, a space meant for critically crafted, learned, 
truth-based examinations of contemporary issues. In allowing this racist screed to be included in their publication, the Washington Post has tacitly agreed to the premise of the narrative that freedom is a white privilege. Nothing could be further from the truth, or more irresponsible to espouse. Freedom is a human being's natural state. It is a birthright. It's the fickle fallibility of mankind and our vulnerability to the evils amongst us that encroach upon that freedom. It is man that violates that birthright. What both the Washington Post and Taylor Dysart are incapable of understanding, or perhaps purposely ignoring, probably more the latter, is that history has recorded that Americans have not only acknowledged the evil of violating the birthright of freedom, but have also died by the hundreds of thousands to right that wrong. Slavery and the deprivation of freedom still exist in the world today. They exist in communist China, where genocide is at the end of that slavery and deprivation of freedom. It exists in Asia. It exists in the Middle East and in South America. Yet useful idiots like Dysart, facilitated by the political opportunistic dividers such are agendized entities like the Washington Post, choose to manufacture a racial divide to facilitate a march to Marxism in the West by replacing Marx's confrontation between the working class and the owners of production with race conflict. Freedom is not affiliated with the color of someone's skin or the sins of the past. I sincerely doubt that any freed slave would say that it does, proving that the fascist left is shamelessly using race for ulterior motives. You're listening to Underground USA. Please go over to undergroundusa.com, sign up for the mail-out, and if you like this podcast, please like it, leave a comment, and pass it on to your friends. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be back right after this. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea.